This is Anchor LA, a podcast presenting world headlines, technology news, arts and data, and encouragement from the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California. Good day, it's Wednesday, the 28th of February, 2018. In a bid to expand into Europe and halt the Walt Disney Company in its tracks, Comcast on Tuesday announced a surprise $31 billion bid for entertainment and media distributor Sky that would give it a reach far into the United Kingdom, Italy, Germany, and Austria. Sky is the most highly prized aspect among the assets that Fox's Rupert Murdoch had agreed to sell to Disney as it separates and divides the 21st Century Fox movie, TV, and news conglomerate. Fox's sale of assets to Disney included Sky News, Sports, and other entities, which Comcast is now attempting to draw out of the Fox-Disney deal and purchase for themselves. It should be noted that Murdoch's 21st Century Fox owns only 39.1% of Sky, but has long attempted to gain, albeit unsuccessfully, the remaining 61%. With media giant Sinclair becoming even larger pending a buyout of Tribune Media and looking into forming a news organization of its own, this much is clear. The landscape of the media in the US and possibly Europe is about to change dramatically after over two decades of relative stability. Once again, Amazon is making tech news as the company on Tuesday closed the deal on the purchase of Ring Doorbells, made famous by the Ring Video Doorbell technology that allows homeowners and residents to see who is at the door even when no one is home. According to the Wall Street Journal, the acquisition, believed to be Amazon's second biggest after its roughly $13.5 billion purchase of Whole Foods last year, is the latest in a string of moves that signal the company's ambitions to enter a staggering variety of markets. From its start as an online bookseller in Chief Executive Jeff Bezos' garage more than two decades ago, the company has expanded into delivering its own packages and now even offering that service for hire to other companies, also building a dominant cloud computing service business and becoming a brick-and-mortar grocer overnight with its acquisition of the grocer Whole Foods. Ring Doorbell was valued at around $1 billion in its last round of private investment. With package theft on the rise and Amazon now in control of a massive percentage of package delivery and front door cameras, the question has to be asked if Amazon intends on trying to merge the two features in some way. Just last week, we aired a segment containing a clip of famed author and evangelist Billy Graham when he appeared as the guest on the show What's My Line. Shortly after production time here at Anchor LA, early on Wednesday, the 21st of February, 2018, Billy Graham passed away in North Carolina at the age of 99. William Franklin Graham Jr. was born on November 7, 1918 and was the eldest of four children and grew up on a family dairy farm near Charlotte, North Carolina. After Graham was turned down for membership in a local youth group because he was, quote, too worldly, a farmhand persuaded young Billy Graham to go and see the evangelist Mordecai Ham. According to his autobiography, Graham was converted in 1934 at age 16 
during a series of revival meetings in Charlotte led by that evangelist. After graduating from Surin High School in May of 1936, Graham attended Bob Jones College, then located in Cleveland, Tennessee. But after one semester, he found it too legalistic in both coursework and rules. And in 1937, Graham transferred to the Florida Bible Institute in Temple Terrace, Florida. In 1943, Graham married Ruth Bell, whose parents were Presbyterian missionaries in China, and he graduated from Wheaton College in Wheaton, Illinois, with a degree in anthropology. But it was during this time there that he came to start realizing the total truth of the Bible, and while at Forest Home Christian Camp near Big Bear, California, he formulated his knowledge of the infallibility of Scripture. Unable to keep his newfound faith and discoveries to himself, Graham began what he termed as crusades in large venues where he would speak sometimes for hours on salvation, the gospel, and the urgent call to seek Christ while there is still time. Over the span of his ministry, Graham conducted more than 400 crusades in 185 countries and territories on six continents, and he spoke at several intervarsity meetings as well for youth and young adults. His ministry organization, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, started several sub-ministries, including Christianity Today and the radio program Hour of Decision. In so many cases, Billy Graham saw past political and racial tensions of his time, and during a 1953 rally in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Graham tore down the ropes that organizers had erected to separate the audience into racial sections. He recounted in his memoirs that he told two ushers to leave the barriers down, or as he said, you can go on and have the revival without me. He also warned an audience once, we have been proud and thought we were better than any other race, any other people. Ladies and gentlemen, he said, we are going to stumble into hell because of our pride. Through his life, Billy Graham made numerous friends, including Queen Elizabeth II of Great Britain, who invited the evangelist to Buckingham Palace on several occasions and engaged in many lively conversations with him, as well as keeping in regular contact with him over the years. Billy Graham also held on to several controversial cultural views on women, marriage, homosexuality, and other hot topics, perhaps even hotter in today's society, but these views he backed up fully with scripture, and controversy was only stirred by those who he did not believe in the infallibility and the inerrancy of the Word of God. Now, a disclaimer here, it is understood that some may have mixed feelings about Billy Graham and his views, but the focus here is not on differences in doctrine or the changes in his views as he aged. There are several things, some very serious and biblically deficient, in which Billy Graham may have erred in. There are very poignant biblical concerns that arose over the years in Billy Graham's teaching, not limited to troubling ecumenicalist and inclusivist statements made in what is known in some circles as easy believism. However, Christian grace and charity knows how to distinguish evidences of grace. Rather than give pride and arrogance an offer of residence in the heart by focusing on each chapter and verse, possibly literally, where Billy Graham erred in doctrine like all of us do in our earthly journey, here we will allow God's word to correct those errors through the encouraging of its faithful study, simultaneously trusting the Holy Spirit to convict as his word promises. Our focus in this piece is on Billy Graham's massive impact on evangelism throughout the world, the overtly public attention that he drew to Jesus Christ and his gospel, which is rivaled by few, if any, in today's age. 
countless Bible-believing Christians have recounted how their walk with Christ first started as a result of a sermon he preached or their attendance at one of his famed crusades. Even the salvation of just one individual through this man's ministry of the gospel is enough to rejoice forever and his messages can be traced to the start of the Christ-following journey from milk to meat for countless biblical Christians over the years. So many of his messages proclaim the basics of the gospel in no uncertain terms, and for his fervor and passion for our Savior, his refusal to stay silent when the Great Commission called, his humble attitude and beyond reproach lifestyle, it's for those things we can be very thankful for. Does God speak to us? This question has been posed the past few weeks by more than a few people and some notable TV hosts. It's clear that, biblically, we can find God speaking audibly to people many times over the span of 4,000 years. Exodus, Joshua, Judges, 1st and 2nd Samuel, Job, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Acts, and many other places. But again, these accounts of verbal communication are over the course of 4,000 years of human history, and is therefore the exception, not the rule. But to answer the question posed by so many right now, does God speak to Christians? And the answer to that is an emphatic, undeniable, and biblical yes. God absolutely does speak to his people today. In fact, believing he does not communicate and speak to us demands an examination of the faith of those calling it into question. So the question is raised, how does God speak to us? Well, God speaks to us through his word. 2 Timothy 3 tells us without a doubt that all scripture is breathed out or spoken by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And God in Isaiah 55 tells us, My word that goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. The Bible is God's word. It is everything we need to know in order to be saved and live the Christian life. And there is another way that God speaks to us and that is through the conforming of our minds to think his thoughts and desire his will. This is part of the sanctification process we read about in Romans 12 when it tells us not to be conformed to this world but instead be transformed by the renewal of our mind so that by testing we may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. God has given us a knowledge or conscience of right and wrong which he also uses uses to in effect speak to us when we act in one way or another. This is almost as old as time as we read about it in Genesis when Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and from that point on humans had knowledge of right and wrong. 
Just as we know that the world whispers to us to entice us into sin, we know that our knowledge of right and wrong tells us when we are doing something wrong. Another way that God speaks to us is in allowing events to occur in our lives to direct us, to change us, and to help us to grow spiritually. Hebrews 12 tells us not to regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by Him. For the Lord disciplines the ones He loves and chastises every son whom He receives. Now a word of caution against the misuse of this truth, God does speak to his children, yes, but sadly, as is prevalent in many churches today, the claims of this go far and beyond reality and legitimate communication from God to us. One way that we must test any and all claims of God speaking to us or other people in a way other than through his word, we must always compare what is said with what the Bible says. God is immutable. He does not change. So if God were to speak in any other way today, his words would be in total agreement with what he has said in the Bible with no contradictions. And this eliminates most, if not all, claims and invocations in today's so-called spirit-filled revelations and gatherings. But know this, God does speak to us, and if an entire culture mocks that reality, that shows a very real and serious lack of understanding of the very basics of true, unadulterated, biblical Christianity. God has given us his perfect will. He has given it to us in his perfect word. A scripture-saturated conscience will produce a constant, daily knowledge of and from God, as well as a desire for his will for how we are to live as his followers. May we be mindful that as biblical Christians we must consistently and constantly commune with God through prayer and the seeking and listening to his voice in his word. Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to various topics we cover on the show. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app with input or suggestions. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.